Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com I have to set up a bit gentle, I am a bit stiff. Let's go. You have to be gentle with me. Oh, we going this morning. way. Morning. Morning. It's only commentary we're about to. We're going this way. It's very noisy. Uh, yes, we're going straight into the... Near, um, near my flats. Yeah, we're going to work on a building site. Yeah. <laughs> morning. Excuse hey, mate. us. Straight through the garage. Wow. So um, we often do. We're uh, running off on a November morning. It's It's cold. I think the weather's warmed up a bit this week and it's dropping off again. And it seems it, like some cold weather's blowing back in. Heavy rainfall seems imminent. Yes. It looks like it's not only going to rain hard but with those big drops yes. where just one of them can take out your entire good, body. Good point, actually, on the droplets. Um, it's it's low pressure. Bad. leads to a, a tightened meniscus and you get bigger drops. Really? So we're going to go about seven and a half miles out east to Walthamstow Marshes and uh, Hackney Marshes. Let's not get run over. I'm thinking we're going down a one-way street, and I realise that car's coming. He's only going one way. And this is our first run since we had a lovely run with old Lisa Jackson. Yeah, that last was really good that was really interesting. And nice spot as well. We had a strange wander due to closed roads. We had a kind of wander around Tower Bridge and Wapping, and then along this kind of bit of controlled water. Um, north of the Thames, back towards St Catherine's Dock, was a good spot. It was really nice, yeah. I mean, and it was a, it was a proper dog run. Uh, we lost out. We lost. I assumed that she knew where she was going, and she assumed that we did. Yes, yeah, but so no one really did, apart from you. You like, had an inkling. It was like, but na- she was just lost. I mean, it was natural. It was like jazz, wasn't it? Because we were following each other. <laughs> Years ago, I was doing a. I did this mime course. Yeah, and me and my uh, drama teacher, my. You know, my mentor at the time, although he was doing the course as well, we were just in the class. Right. That's right. Um, we were doing the mirror exercise, you know the mirror exercise, right? Which is where you... It's you where you mirror like the other person's yes. movements, right? So it's pretty straightforward. Classic mime. Classic, you know, Ooh, do it. God, I very nearly died. Easy. It's down here. That would have been no good. Yeah, God, that was terrible. I was getting the camera out to take a picture of Butterfield Green, and my life nearly ended <laughs> in Butterfield Green as a result. Smashed. Tipped over a tree stump. First to go through Butterfield Green, and then 
down across the A10. So yeah, we were doing um, uh, the mirror exercise. Yeah. And uh, the thing, the trick that this guy, the mind teacher, taught us is over time we took it in turns. Right. And then we stopped discussing when we were taking it in turns. And then we stopped knowing when we were taking it in turns. So, so you we were both copying one. each other at the same time. That's lovely. Yeah. That was a lovely mind moment. And that's like our route finding the other day, because we were just basically all following each other. And when you realised you were both <laughs> in tandem, did you do a simultaneous thumbs up, or did you just go with them? <laughs> well, we the actually, in, in, in all seriousness, it was a great sort of moment in drama, because we ended up facing away from each other. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of were following this, the way to crack that kind of right. jazzy, mimey improv is to go really slow, right? Okay, yeah. So we were moving in slow motion with this. He's, that's my friend Chris, he's a big gurner. Right. So we're both kind of doing Farage faces, you know. Okay, yeah. Crinkle the pies, big mouths. Hands wide apart like, like a comedy mime. Right. And also like you would be if you were seeing a mirror for the first time and we spread out to the right sort of leaning down and lunging and we just got further and further away until we were like facing away from each other in a press up wow and apparently still roughly in the same position (laughs) it was just ridiculous but we learned a lot (laughs) that sounds good fun yeah I generally it's nice to talk to you about drama history because I never admit to it in the world of comedy. No, you should. Well, I studied drama at Manchester. Yeah. But not. But it was more kind of three years clubbing with the odd lecture <laughs> as opposed yeah. to yeah, sounds good. real drama. Yeah. I studied drama with Erasure, and that was just one psychological drama after was another. <laughs> That's an Erasure lyric quote. So... Never mind that. I understand that it's a big day in the Tomkinson house. Well, it's my son's, the eldest, 18th birthday. It's huge. Yeah, it's a big day for him. He's, uh, he, had a, he, can, he can now legally drink. It'll be hard to, hard to know the difference. Oh, he'll be having his first <laughs> yeah. Amazing. What does it taste like, this delicious forbidden nectar? It tastes like Tuesday did. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes like the last two years. No, he's going to... Uh, so he's quite excited about going to the co-op to buy some booze. <laughs> uh, well, it's a thrill for all of us. Yeah. Son. Yeah. You never lose Go that joy. So we... Uh, <laughs> he got a few football... Even Justin's cost cut that cut her by white lightning. Yeah. It's yeah. still a thrill. Still a rush. So we got him some football tops and books and some science books for his courses. Yeah. And then the big... The big, the big uh, present we're getting was an Apple Mac, which of course we haven't go- bought him yet. It's coming later today. Yeah. So in order to, we gave him like uh, some clues. We gave him in the box of presents. We gave him an, ap- an apple <laughs> and a couple of uh, Michael McIntyre's biography, which we got around the house. Yeah, yeah. In the hope that he get it. So we're like, so what is it? What's you know? Join the tune is like. Apple book, Apple Macintyre. Apple, it just took him, it took him ages. It's an Apple Mac, you idiot. <laughs> so yeah, you uh, might need to get some apps on there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sort of a crossword and cognitive skills <laughs> yeah, apps. Yeah, yeah. To but he's having, he's having a good day. He's got some, 
gig later he's going away for the weekend with his mates that also that Apple uh, product gorgeousness you know getting your Apple Mac out of the box you're joking about going to co-op and buying booze but getting that computer out of the box and getting it working yeah that'd be good it's wonderful it's so the design is great I'm such a Luddite that normally any new machine you know it's just a very stressful time yeah thanks I get this thing I think this would be great this you know this new phone or whatever it's going to change my life it's going to be brilliant half an hour later I'm phoning the advice <laughs> line and I'm literally you know I can remember feeling that feeling of cold sweat yeah thinking this is supposed to be good and it's awful I can't work it but the spirit of Steve Jobs I'm rubbish completely I've got, no, no, be- wonderfully designed I got an Apple MacBook Air for Christmas and well, did you get in your pre- in your present did you get like a, some dried apple rings yeah. and, a, and a brown <laughs> overcoat and some, and some hair. hair yeah whatever yeah. <laughs> and I uh, I barely use it I used it to download transparent free for Amazon Prime for the uh, to watch that watched it then I left it around the house went for a gig came back it obviously and it had gone on fire. No, it had been sat on or... Oh, God. You know, so the screen was really pixelated. That was back in February. How many years it since? And I'm, try- I'm trying to go to some genius bars and stuff. Yeah. You don't even need a, a, a genius for that. You just need someone who's passably competent. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, the, to me, it looks like the genius in the genius bar is how to avoid eye contact of the bloke standing next to you. Yeah, yeah, that's Because those guys... Those guys are pretty adept at that. I just so whipped out the camera because I don't think we've run under this tunnel before with the train going over it. It's quite cool. Oh, look, that nice. bar's gone. They just fixed well, it up, right? Let's hope so. It's yeah. a cafe here. Awesome and suddenly yard. it's all in there. Anyway, into the tunnel onto uh, where the hell we are, Hackney Downs. So I'm not oh. Can I get a... Woo, woo. So I really need to sort out my... Uh, my MacBook, but it's like, do I qualify not for a warranty and all that? Yeah, yes. I'm literally, I'm circling the idea. I'm literally circling the idea. No, I'm not. Because if I was circling it, I'd have to be up in the air. Of what? Of uh, fixing all my data storage, you know? Because it's just, it fills me with the terror. Of losing everything. Can't take photos on my other phone because it's full, even though there's right. no music on it. Right. I've got this kind of backup thing for the Mac called a... I don't even know what it's called. I always want to call it a lighthouse. It isn't called that. Right. The Mac itself is... Sometimes I just I go to put the photos on running company. I can't find them. Okay. I think, you know, I want to transcend this, but it ages some of it, you know. I can't help it. Ever since, it's brilliant being in secondary school now and having these kind of web-based homework arrangements. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find my homework. And all yeah. That. yeah. He takes such pride in finishing his homework and just stepping over. We've got this cool situation with the stand-up desk with the Mac on it in the living room. He just That's nice. trots over and clicks his thing and tells the world he's done his own work, you know. Good for him. Pure satisfaction. Then I come over and go, why? I've got all these on slides. Why can't I get them? Cold sweat. I just tend to... Uh, he was wearing a snooze off the back of his head there, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I like those sort of... He must have had a really cold chin. Yeah, he was like... <laughs> Funny little head, head figure. It's possible that that guy had a serious beard and he was using his scarf yeah. to hold it down. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. I would kind of explain it in a way. I've seen that a bit, though. People with, like, on a snood head. 
going on. But anyway, my, my data backup seems to involve sticking everything on the phone I'm using. And then when I change phones, just losing it all. Losing it all, yes. Yeah, yeah. that seems to be... I'm exactly the opposite. my cycle. Where I've got everything I ever had often duplicated. But right. I can't find it. And as the things go out of... Um, become obsolete, I can't access it anymore. That's a shame. So we just kind of pile up old laptops. And then every now and again, I'll pull one down and try and get it working again. Yeah. It says, <laughs> I can't! I'm from your past! <laughs> you can't! And then memories. you get to the next level, which is photos of they never tell you this and maybe it's exacerbated they say you know these days we take many many more photos than yeah. we would once have done and if you've got these photos and videos of your kids small what they don't tell you is that watching them is just no fun you just go oh, you, you yeah. were so tiny I know, I know. like your son being 18 oh, you got yeah. memories of kindy getting his my, my uh, yeah it's growing up my, my little girl Got a couple of quid from the tooth fairy last night. Yeah. That's not going to happen many more times. You might be surprised by how long that keeps going for, the old money for teeth. Yeah, yeah. uh, It's not the same if you get punched in the face. (laughs) There has to be milk teeth. Definitely. That church looks particularly scary today. It's dark weather. Open door. Make a good uh, film set. We've just come straight through Hackney Downs. Going to crack on through to Clapton. More trains. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, 18's a he's, a... he's he's a man, isn't he? Yep. By all by societal standards. Yeah, and what a world. He's a man. He's got a nice world laid out for him. But I think it's a great roller coaster. It goes up and down. Timing could be good for our kids. I think it might. everyone sees the air of their ways and bubbles up. It's just that it'll be rubbish again for their kids. I think we just don't know. I think we might be... Obviously, no one knows what's going to happen, but... We might be at the start of a process where... I don't know what I was saying this the other day, where houses might become cheaper. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Might become cheaper and then become homemade. Um, yeah. <laughs> I saw someone online the other day saying, you never know, Donald Trump might be the best American president ever. It's like, in terms of possibility and mathematical chance, that is true. But it's not a particularly useful observation because it doesn't look that likely to me. Yeah, I, <laughs> but he might be the best ever. Well, I think we... Uh, <laughs> I think no one knows. No one confident he won't be the best ever. No, no, but no no one knew before he got elected. No, everybody knew he wasn't going to get elected. No, I thought he was going to get elected. That's not fair. I think everyone outside Britain thought he wasn't going to get elected because it seemed preposterous. Well, uh, in the country where Brexit won the vote, a lot of perspective. Easy, easy. We're crossing the road in Clapton, past the fountain, going very nicely. Now, what I'm saying is a lot of media outlets didn't think he was going to win. A lot of commentators didn't think he was going to win. Yeah, that's true. Even on the nights, they didn't think he was going to win. No, they were confusing statistical interpretation with denial. Yeah, just that... uh, I did that when I was in North Africa and ended up soaking wet. I confused statistical (laughs) interpretation with denial. (laughs) Brilliant joke. But no one knew, and then no, everybody knew he wasn't getting in, and then he gets in, and for a while nobody knew, and now three days later everyone knows again. That's right. The fact is we just don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. And we'll wait, and we'll... Uh, we just, it hasn't happened yet. We'll have in. to it's wait and see. <laughs> it's going to be... Uh, My feeling is, I feel a bit complicated. I mean, obviously, I'm just a man... With a man's courage. Just a man with a man's courage. 
and that very specific kind of lefty perspective. But I'm not that. I, I think that politics is pragmatism. You know. Yeah. There's no point in kind of politics and social politics in believing in something if you're not going to go some way to try and hear other ideas and or persuade people who don't agree with you to disagree with you. Yes. Yeah, I and I think in this day and age, even if you go on a three million person march through central London, which I would do, don't get me wrong, but all you can be confident of having done there is found three million people who agree with you. Yeah. And what their job is to find people who don't agree with you and make them have a rethink until yeah. they do. Yeah, and, and that starts with listening. listening. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's really difficult because at the other end of things, I think the liberal-minded among us can go too far the other way and say, now look, you know, let's, let's think about this, you know. Let's first of all start by understanding the deep discomfort of the most disenfranchised and subsequently say, for example bigoted aspects of our society so yeah. let's not spend too much time understanding them <laughs> why <laughs> because, not because we need to get busy changing their minds you know what I mean it's a balancing act they need to feel heard don't they absolutely and the more they judge the less they feel heard well Chris Martin from Coldplay apologised for and backed away from saying on Graham Norton with Michael McIntyre last week right that he hoped that karmically Trump becoming president would make a contingent of American society feel like they've been heard and that might lead to them calming down but they'll only feel that way if their lives will suddenly get better I don't think that's going to happen I'm sure their lives already feel better yeah but obviously whether it's going to be better is another is another question that's right so happy birthday nobody's good to talk about you know that your son uh, um she has a birthday with Martin Scorsese. That's not a bad one He's to exactly share. exactly the same yeah. age as Martin Scorsese. Yeah. <laughs> and what has he done? Yeah. Maybe when he grows up, he'll be a uh, taxi driver. But there is that thing of, uh, that, you know, the young, the young generation which we talk about and we're both luckily enough to be living with some kids who are, who are the next generation. Yeah. I like okay. that you described that as being lucky. Okay. I totally agree that, uh, that we're lucky. Uh, it's so traditional. It's such a cultural habit to go, oh, God, I've got kids. As if that's a negative. That's no, fantastic. Well, it's and, superb. And, and, Look I mean, at this. Sorry, this guy doing the leaves. I say, guy, I don't know. We can't see who it is. We're doing the leaves at Millfields and doing all right. He's doing well. He's We've got stripes. Got it's got impressive. Big, big job on that. It's Sisyphean, frankly. Tracks a big box of leaves. They've redone Every this day. Look at this. Day, yeah. Look at this surface. Yeah, it's lovely. Feel it. Really nice running surface. Sorry, you were saying. Well, it's just our generation. Our kids yeah, are okay. Obviously. Every gang of kids is different, but my son and his mates seem quite kind and conscious and community-spirited and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just see what... You know, every the next generation always wants to... Ideally. They all want a good life, don't they? The trick is to grow up and stay nice. I might say the camera won't focus. Stay still. Just trying to get the... There we go. Having a little bit... Of, this is a good picture. There's the tractor on my left and a great crocodile of this younger generation we're talking about on the right. Very nice. Sorry, the phone was playing up there. Um, so <coughs> they're okay. Yeah, the trick is to grow up and stay nice. And I think there has been a little bit of, and this is subjective. Some people would disagree with me, but I think 
in the last kind of generation, there has been a little bit of a sense of being nice is for idiots. And while those people get on yeah. with fussing about being nice to each other, the, the, the clever move is to be selfish, you know? This is the... That, that kind of what, what, ethical conundrum is at the heart of what drives Donald Trump, what drove Margaret Thatcher, what Theresa May was talking about when she said, uh, anyone who calls themselves a citizen of the world is an idiot. You know, it's like, that, I'm paraphrasing. But she yeah. did say, you're wasting your time. It's like, if I don't see my fellow man and woman as my brother and sister, then... then I feel. Is, yeah. Then what are you? A. What are you? What are you? What's your life for? And B. How dangerous are you? You know, if you don't care about other people, then if you're dismissive of strangers. And I think it's got deep into the culture. It's interesting how even the nicest people are now talk about things in a way that relates back to themselves. They'll say, "I'm worried about feminism. I'm worried about Hillary Clinton because." My mother was a woman. Yeah. You know, I've got a daughter. So I, I don't care if they're related to you. I'm yeah. worried about women in other countries I've never met. Yeah. And men. I just think it's... I do think it's a bit more nuanced. I mean... I don't know. I, 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 that sort of... That open borders thing is obviously a massive problem. But it's going to need some regulation, isn't it? Yeah. It's as simple as that, isn't it? So Yeah. And, and, if, and if, you, if people think by talking about that, they're seen as racist, it pushes it. It's not good, is it? That's I not a know. conversation. I think I disagree in a way. I think you've got to have a conversation. It's true. But the conversation ends up beginning. It's obviously a massive problem. I don't think Britain has a massive problem with uh, immigration. We've got 200,000 people coming into a very rich country of 60 million yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think we can probably I handle it. And I, and I agree that the conversation should be open and frank. But the conversation has been led to a point where people start by saying, let's deal with this problem. And that in itself is, is not a... Uh, even playing field to start from. I'd also argue that if the rich and the great and the basically conservative of the world say that we're going to deal with trickle down, helping the poor, then if you apply that globally and you allow for immigration and emigration, then it will look after itself. People pouring into Britain will stop pouring in once Britain's poor. They'll start going away again, you know. Uh, yeah. A lot of people are upset about the Polish people they live near. Well, good, lucky you. They're not coming anymore because there's no money to be made. You know, it's... Uh, it didn't take care of itself, did it? Well, people, it did. Are people dying all over. People are dying coming over. Yeah. People are leaving the countries, which leaves less chance for that country to recover itself because everyone's leaving. Yeah. There's all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah. But if we start dealing with it from a how can we help all the people of the world point of view, that is slightly different to dealing with it from a let's deal with this problem of immigration point of view. Yeah. Ultimately, in the post-truth world, they say that the word of the year is post-truth, and someone I saw was upset about that because it's hyphenated. Yeah, it's not actually a word, is it? It's not a word! It's not a word! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the important That's quite thing. ironic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that ultimately, it is hard, it is, it's realistic to say that it's difficult to find a level playing field, a kind of agreed middle ground, because... You know, there's always someone on either side who'll say, well, that's your idea of the middle ground. 
But that's what we need. We need to be careful to look for that point on the ground where we can stand next to people who disagree with us. The kind of, you know, I mean, the very idea of a pre-referendum agreed set of facts manifesto would seem tiresomely lefty to some people. But for me, who disapproved of the referendum, if if a big book had hit the mat and said, these are the facts and these are the two different things you're voting for, I'd feel a lot happier about the whole process. But no one knew the no one knew the facts. No one had any facts because no one knows what's going to happen afterwards. No. which made it so unusual, didn't it? Well, unusual. They for an unknown Well, again, you don't know that. No, I think it hasn't happened yet. But and that's stuck, and it's still developing. Yeah, but the government went oh and nicked off when they lost. That's bad. Isn't that bad? Can't that be on the agreed better facts? Did David Cameron have a good plan? So that's people who you don't respect leaving. That's that's someone who is a Prime Minister who I don't respect for offering us two choices and not having a plan for one of them. Yeah, because people people didn't want that, did they? He should have stayed. Don't get me wrong. Of course he should have stayed. Yeah. No, I'm going a step further back than that. You can't... He shouldn't have had a two-choice referendum without two plans. Yeah. I know it was ridiculous that he didn't come up with a yeah. with a plan for the outcome that he didn't want. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, if you really don't want that outcome, it was gambling, basically. He gambled. He was a massive gambler, yeah. Which isn't great governance in my book, but again, he, if he, we can he, all he, agree he, on he, that, I don't know. He had his hands for yeah. didn't he? I mean, it's just that politics, 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 UKP thing he had to from look like from the outside he had to promise his referendum that he didn't want yeah and also if you're not again if you don't have a, a structure a framework a wider idea of what is required what's needed what we all agree on then you end up knee-jerkly responding to what seems like a huge community but which may actually just be the noisiest yeah look at Nigel Farage you know he's an MEP he's that's it. Yeah. You know, he couldn't lead the UKIP into government. And yet, he's basically decided the political fate of Britain. Not because it's turned around to exactly what he thinks, so much as he's just governed the whole conversation. And at the other end of things, you've got Jeremy Corbyn, who's like the anti-Farage, theoretically. But he's so lefty that he isn't bothering to engage, engage in the with anyone who doesn't agree with him. Like, yeah. well, well, what's going to happen there? You're just, you're just a blockage. So, what's, what's been really fascinating about the whole Trump thing and a little bit the Farage is that that idea that politics is just... Sorry, this tree where we turn left... Um, it's beautiful right now. So it's catching our attention. We nearly missed it. It's gorgeous. Sorry, turning left on Tatney Marshes. It's that idea that politics... It, it, it's just controlling a news, <coughs> a, a news entertainment cycle. I mean, that seems to be what Trump did every week. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, things that's that a different kind of politics. It's not even politics. No, no, that's right. I mean, it's... Uh, well, it's post-truth. It's, not, it's like a TV show. So that things that, instead of carrying on until they're resolved... They just stop being a thing when people stop listening. I was wondering who into emails. No one cares now. I was watching uh, X Factor. I don't wonder whether that was. It's a simple thing to say. One influences the other, but that kind of post-truth thing. Mm. You're constantly watching every week decisions 
on X Factor that have no relation to the truth. Yep. And, and they get, do you know what I mean? That yeah, kind yeah. of everyone knows that so and so going through is a, is a nonsense. Yeah. And yet so and so goes through. Yeah. And it sort of, sort of feels a bit similar with the, with old Trumpy. Well, absolutely. I don't, I don't think that's. I don't think that's. I'm not saying he's the honey G of uh, he is a, politics, but he's somewhere close. I don't know what it's. Absolutely. Like. And also, he's he's the he's the star of the Apprentice. Yes. I think if someone who hadn't been on telly came along and espoused pretty much any of his views, everyone would go, all right, mate. Yeah, yeah. You seem a bit angry and weird. Yeah. I mean, he'd get a lot of respect for being rich. Don't get me wrong. He, like, that's a massive thing, isn't it? The respect for being rich. Yeah. And also a real, I think for any critique of America, you've got to try and attempt to understand America. You know, it's this whole other place. Yeah. But then you get to the other end of things. People online saying, well, well, I don't know why we're expressing an opinion on it. You know, we can't get a vote. It's, like, it's because it radically affects the future of the world, you know? Yeah. You're allowed to express it. Whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, and there is a, that's another thing, and I think that it's sometimes, deliberately sometimes, just through passivity, encouraged by the political class, and then carried out, you know... Eh, Executed by real people. <laughs> They're real people, you know what I mean. By uh, civilians. Yeah, the, yeah. Is uh, this idea that you don't get to have an opinion on something you don't know about? Yeah. You know, our friend who voted um, leave. I got into a discussion with him on Facebook. Of course I did. Right. It was friendly. He was collegiate. We're still friends. Yeah. But he said, you don't know me. You don't know my reasons for my decision. And I was just thinking, I don't think I have to. You know, I understand. But if I had to understand, if I have to do that for every person who voted for the thing I don't vote for, well, it's just, that's a big homework before I get to have my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can have your opinion, but... Of course, he can have his. Absolutely. So, but we can start a discussion at that point. Can't yeah, we? yeah. He's like, it's yeah, like he's kind of saying, "You'll have to." Uh, what were his reasons? Yeah, well, you know, you'll have to ask him. Right. Morning, my pie. It's brilliant. The uh, autumn law hasn't started raining yet. We're down by the Lee River. Come across Hackney Marshes. We have to try out this park run down here, but it goes through here. Yeah, yeah I, bet it, I bet it'll be quick. And yeah. it's nice to be in these trees with the falling leaves. Not least because in a few months it would be impossible to come through here without getting a mouthful of flies. So uh, I do like this run. It's good, isn't it? Last time I was here was a long run before Yorkshire. Yeah. Feel your legs coming back. Yeah. Although what, with pain or sort of coming back properly, or oh, they're all right. I've got yeah. still want good shoes. Still feel weird above my right knee. Still got a cold. <laughs> but let's not dwell on all that stuff because our listeners must be nearly as bored with all that rubbish as I am. Well, they're still. <coughs> it's hard to run through the winter and keep fit, isn't it? Keep fit through it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and also. It's just all these people bringing germs into our houses. Yeah. Two, my house, two kids in two different schools. They're grubby little, snotty little mates. Yeah. My wife works with school groups every day. More What chance do we have? More germs. I think the next winter, I'm going to spend winter in a little plastic booth. You know, like the boy in the bubble. 
Yeah, I'll just, I'll just be one of those people who wear, just wear a mask constantly. Can you get one of those to run in? Yeah. <laughs> That's nice and social for the park run, isn't it? Hey, continuation of the trainer conversation. Yeah. Several people got in touch. About the hockey? Yeah. Very, very... Uh, Good report. Happy the with hockey. the hockers. Yeah. Reckoning you should get some hockers. Yeah, I might do. Yeah. I might do for... for Probably good for winter for a bit more road running because the yeah, cushioning yeah. looks fantastic. Yeah. Meanwhile, I've gone back Sounds a bit to the original ones I tried to replace for the marathon because I hurt my foot. Because yeah, morning but I haven't uh, found a pair of shoes that hurt me any less. Some of them hurt more. That's not ideal. There must be a painless shoe out there for you. Absolutely. And I feel like it's knocking back into my legs. I feel like when my knees and legs hurt, it's still down to the shoes. I could be wrong. Could be the other way around. Suddenly, saying about coming through this autumnal set of trees, there's been a lot of uh, aircraft action. You know, I think it's possible that some light planes and a helicopter are following us. Yeah. Forces massing on the east coast of the marshes. Forces. Putin and Trump deep yeah. in conversation. Yeah, what we need to do is take get, out those two runners. Get back to Helms, Helms Deep yeah. and hold up. Until Gandalf brings reinforcements <laughs> on the third day. <laughs> Look for me at sunrise on the third on day. Ashes. We've got another writer to chat to fairly soon. Oh, yeah. Ryan Gordon. Excellent. Who is writing a book about just transformation. No, sorry. Just six days later, the forgotten. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Did I tell you? Did I tell you anyone coming to you about my daughter's Remembrance Day picture? Go on then. Um, she just took herself off on November the 11th. And she said, I'm just going to do this. And then she did this poster. And it was poppies and graves, simple wooden crosses. Wow. And uh, Edwardian, 
Edwardian. <laughs> I deliberately said that wrong. Um, <laughs> in during family tradition, um, couple and um, handing poppies between them. That's one of them a soldier, and one of them a young woman, and it said, you know, Remembrance Day, and it said, remember the forgotten. Right. Which I think the the done phrase is remember the fallen, but that's fair enough. Remember yeah. the forgotten is pretty strong. One, yeah. It was beautiful. What I'm going to put the picture in. What she drew that? Oh, she f- she, was she drew and painted it. Fantastic. Uh, off her own bat, you know. That's great. Yeah. And it felt like she needed to, because that's a little uh, lens into the media, the way Remembrance Day becomes a snarky playground row about who's wearing what kind of poppy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That really does. It's like if you were at a memori- actually at a memorial service and some people started noisily bickering about something petty. You want to turn around and think and say, what are you doing? Seem obsessed with the... Uh, just little point scorings all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the day of that, isn't it? Isn't and that's it? the media, because they don't have to not. It's entertaining, and they're not responsible to anyone. That's why stop funding hate is a good idea. Have you watched that video? No. If you don't like, if you feel like the tabloid press, the, the Sun, the Mail, and the Express are kind of... Sharing hatred and bigotry. You know, saying immigrants do this, immigrants do that, immigrants run people over because they're on their mobile phones. Right. All this stuff. Then what Stop Funding Hate says is why wouldn't they? You know, they're selling papers. But people who sell papers also have to sell advertising. And people who advertise always promote good values and also yes. non-political good values honesty so why advertising those family yeah. inclusivity and so if you say to them please don't advertise in these newspapers we, they offend me you know then ultimately if enough people who are feeling moral and righteous and open and inclusive that. do yeah. that then the newspapers Aside from anything else, end up having a responsibility to someone. Yeah. It's that it's that fundamental bump between the press, who don't have to impress us with how nice and familiar they are, and uh, people selling stuff who do. We see a number of adverts with mixed race couples in. I always think, well, that's great. It's not really helping anyone, is it? No, no. Fictionalising a mixed race couple. If you haven't if got the ear of the yeah. Prime Minister, then you're not really helping. Kind of. Anyway, I didn't know it was going to be such a. You want, no, tell, me about, tell me about Bryony Gordon. It's all right, it's all right, isn't it? Yeah. Well, she's a writer, and uh, she's, she wrote a book about OCD. And now she's right. I've read the book and now I've put it back very tidy on my side table. (laughs) I've I've put it back on the shelf. Alphabetically. Under G G for Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, now she's writing a book about running. Sort of transformation thing. And uh, she's really entertaining and really funny. Oh, that is fascinating. Because we're in the new year, actually. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a good one for the new year, too. She's going from like that kind of couch to 5K thing, which is. I think she might be looking at a marathon. Interesting. Oh, that's something. Well, I feel I can joke about it, but also it's not very bad because it's very kind of, I want to make my big black medical book, but I do think I have, you know, some elements of OCD, says the man who more than has has to say the morning to every single vampire we see. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the leaves here. 
This is definitely late autumn because there's more leaves on the ground than on the trees. And they're getting more... It's like a blanket. Squidgy and starting to decay, out. We're linking the two going from Hackney Marshes to Walthamstow Marshes. Very nice. Just near the ice rink. So where, where are you at the weekend? Are you, are you doing any part runs anywhere? No. Are that's for December. Right. I was hoping I'll be better. I'm at the Apollo on Friday. Of course. So The big gig at the and Apollo. And there's a party and stuff afterwards, so... That'll be nice. I'm not planning to be up early on Saturday. Yeah. And, uh, but then from next week, yeah, getting out and about. Actually, it's the fortnight after I'll be in Bath. Someone got in touch and told me about the Bath where Park. Bath Park Run is, so I'm out of excuses now. I have to yeah. be there on December the 3rd. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, feeling good about the Park Runs. But we're going to work up a bit of distance too. I think next week, you, you, can you do 10 miles next week? I can do 10, yeah. Next week, we're going to do our um, marathon uh, special. ideas special. Right. So we've had a few esoteric marathon prep ideas, but. Give us the rest. Yeah. When you hear this, just tell us because we want them and you want to get sharing. Also, I noticed something interesting today. So I've actually just um, put out our uh, run with Lisa. Yes. And I noticed something. You know, your the whole idea of this is that we run a bit further. And as you run further, the ideas kind of open up a bit. Yeah. And I think we notice this with other people too. That's why it's nice to interview people over a bit of distance, you know. But um, I think I was looking at the photos. Yes. If you come down to, if you look at the, if you listen to the podcast on ACAST, you see these photos come up. And I've just been uploading the backlog to Facebook so you can see the photos from the runs. I always take more photos in the first half of the run than in the second half. And I always give myself a hard time about this. But I actually came up with a theory just today. I think that'd be really hard to avoid doing that because it's the same principle of slowdown. I think that as as your body warms into a run, after 20 minutes when it realises you aren't going to stop, it starts pushing things you won't notice into slow motion. Right. Do you know what I mean? That's why we all open up into an anecdote. And instead of quickly trying to rattle it out in one minute like we might in day-to-day life, we let it take its own space. Yeah. And it starts to do the reverse of concertinering up, you know? Remember when I was very first getting fit? (coughs) I was listening to music on the running machine at the gym. And it actually sounded to me like like ACDC right. was slowing down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I was speeding up or getting out of breath or my heart was being fast. That the band were all slowing down. So, so you're going you, on. So you think it does something to your perception of time. Yeah, that's right. And I think that it's kind of like time and information storage. You kind of slow everything down. And that's what leads to and the luxury of chat running as Lisa would have it is that you carry on speaking at kind of normal speed when your thoughts are kind of opening up and spreading out into the distance you know what I mean yes yeah I can see that yeah I can feel and also that sort of uh, feeling when you go for a longish run time almost starts to lose all sense of meaning doesn't it yes. towards the end you've just got no obviously part of it's just 
tired, but you've also kind of burst through something, haven't you? Just That's right, absolutely. Existing in a different sort. No, I think someone who doesn't run could pop down to shots and come back in and say, how, how long have I been out? About three quarters an hour, and they'd be right. Yeah. Whereas even a, a run of not particular length like that one, you still get to a point where you could kind of, if you got yourself on the hop, you'd say, how long have I been running? He said, well, either for 10 minutes or forever. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. between the two. Yeah. And you notice it with music as well, because not just with ACDC slowing down, but with songs, because songs are a set amount of time. Right. You know, I set off on a run, of course, yeah. listen to a song, listen to another song, and then, again, particularly if you're running quite far or getting quite tired, you turn around and go, oh, I've just run for like three songs, <laughs> and listen to, you know, 10, 20 seconds of it, Yeah. and the rest of it just slipped away off into the subconscious. I'd like to see the. It's nice, yeah. I'd like to see know the what brainwave on it. Yeah, what the actual science of that is. Get the graph on it. I'm sure, there'll be some science. Yeah. Let's do some science when we get back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's wire ourselves in. And so, um, yeah, go looking for those pictures. I'm going to put them running commentary. Yeah. Facebook is a bit behind. But it's been nice putting them back up there because it's a little review of the year. Yeah, that's great. And particularly, as I know, I mean, it's ironic to say this because this is the latest podcast, but someone somewhere is either listening to this 20 episodes into the future yeah, or listening to the episode 20 before this. But um, they're all laboured up. So if we're t- like, we t- look, the sun just Whoa. came out. Get in the sun. Whoa. Oh, oh, it's going. Oh, it's, no, coming. Coming. it's coming back. Oh, stay with us. <laughs> stay with us, sunshine. He's in the sun. Not for long. Don't advertise in the sun. <laughs> Don't fund See what it. it. Don't fund it. It is getting a bit uh, year in review isn't it? Yeah. Sort Absolutely. Of time of year Yeah. Everyone seems... It's difficult because not that much has gone on this year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone's obviously got a massive downer on the year but you can't you can't blame the year can you no. just a few there's good things and bad things obviously sort of globally stuff change and conversely you gotta you gotta accept that some things were gonna happen you know yeah there's gonna be stuff's gonna happen in every year I'm prepared to bet <laughs> that a there's gonna be more stuff vaguely comparable number of beloved famous people will die next year because it, it's the time, isn't it? Yeah. It's the first wave of lots and lots of people being famous at coming of age. And of course, there'll be someone saying, yeah, but, you know, Prince was 50. Not everyone gets their four score years and ten. No, they don't. No. Four score years and ten is three, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Hardly anyone gets four score years and ten. <laughs> Just going under the bridge on the Lee River. Sun is still shining, Walton's Snow Marshes. Look at those and you seat beds and reed heads. Oh, it is lovely down there, isn't it? Really nice. You wonder as well whether there's anything. There will be. This is such a pithy, pathetic, simple point. Because there's stuff always happening, yeah. there's going to be something that's going to really surprise us before the end of this year. Oh, yeah. There's six weeks left. That's right. There's going to be something that people say, oh, my God, when's it going to end? Come on. <laughs> oh, oh, t- oh, 2006. It's not been that bad, actually. It's all you? right. Oh, do you know it's, it's all there's right. There's stuff going to happen. But I think that that's the thing is that I think people are, you know, people really are very self-centric 
yeah. these days, you know, like, you know, so that sense of what I think about the X Factor, what I want from life, you know, I feel pretty famous myself. My opinion is very important. Yeah, the social media. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm at the comedy gig, I'm going to just join in, you know, because everyone feels like they're the star of the movie of their own life. Yes. And I think that gets very confusing at Christmas time, because everyone complains about Christmas coming early. But really, because people are advertising early, it's fine. Yeah. Because they're trying to make you think about it. You know, if, they, if there's a furniture advert with a film of Christmas Day, finding a seat for Grandma, and it's on in late October. Yeah. There's, there's logic to that. Yes, of course. You know, they're, they're wanting you to think, oh, I should buy a table and then get round to having the money, getting to the yes, shop, yeah, yeah. buying the table, getting the table delivered, getting it all set up before Christmas. But the trouble is, those adverts feed down into the culture. The whole culture's full of Christmas. And these days, that leads directly to civilians just say, well, I've just watched Elf and eaten a bunch of mince pies. Yeah. You're like, why? (laughs) (laughs) It's the beginning of November. You freak. You do that in four to six weeks. I love, I must say, I'm a a big fan of Christmas, but it's about timing, isn't it? Getting the decking out. Yeah. If you go too early, it can look a bit tired by Christmas Day, isn't it? Well, it's it's having a good idea of how long we as humans are able to be into things yeah so yeah when someone says to me on Facebook I'm so in the Christmas mood I think well you won't be by December no. 20th because <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's we not got Christmas yet yeah. chill out I, I really let Christmas be Christmas yeah that's right really looking forward to Christmas it. means Christmas yeah um so yeah, who knows what's going to happen for the end of next of the year, and what's going to happen next Ooh. year. But the other big event, social media thing, is when people say, "How can you possibly you know, enjoy talk, Christmas? How can you talk about Bake Off in a year when Brexit yes. got voted for?" Yeah, 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 yeah. As if as if we're not allowed to talk about. It. Yeah, and the two things, <laughs> you know, that if somehow when life is is bad, or you perceive world events to be serious. You can some way help that by sitting at home, not doing anything. Yeah. You know. I mean, I think that... Again, it's just another point-scoring thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's another quick virtue signal thing. Yeah. It's like you're chatting about Bake Off, but I'm racked with... I'm too serious to think with, about yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's childish, ultimately. And yet, having children always... No, straight on a bit. Right. Just skirting Springfield Park, we're going to get to the proper hill. Hence a bit of hill. Yeah. That hill there, it looks nice. The sun has come out and stayed out. It's Impressive. Lovely. Here we go. So, yeah, children, you know, because it's not like, I don't know about yours, my kids, they, they do and they don't know what's going on in the world, you know? Yeah. My daughter is really unhappy about Trump becoming president, but... She still made and painted a toy tree for a homework project. Yes, yeah. Without going, why do I bother? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just got to get on with stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> We've all got to get up and go back to bed and eat meals and just do all those things. We've all got to keep running up that hill, Rob. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing uh, 
London Cross Country Championships of the weekend. So it's on Parliament Hill. Excellent. Which is a big old hill, isn't it? I've heard. I've never run up it, I don't think. We Have went we around it. it. No, when we did our 20, we went round Hampstead Heath. Right. But we went round Hampstead Heath to make up the miles. And the hill's kind of in the middle. I think we might have come along the ridge and then come down it. Okay. But we didn't go up it. Is it a big one? Well, it's not. It's a bit bigger than this, but it's, it's comparable. Okay. So, there's no hill in London that can match real hills. You know, mountains. No. Anything with... Although that drag from uh, Ali Pali up to Muswell, that's a bit of a drag, That's isn't proper, it? yeah. Yeah. <coughs> but they're basically... They're decent, but they're decent climbs. Yeah. A proper hill is doing that. It's a terrain, isn't it? Then going up a bit more and then going up another one, all kind of tying yeah. them together, you know. There's nothing comparable to Arthur's seat. That's it. Well, that will always be... One of my defining memories of this year was going up Dale Head in the lakes yeah. before breakfast as the sun came up, you know. You do remember your runs, don't you? No, and, and it's one of those things, yeah, absolutely, and there's no run that slips off and you think, oh, they, they all rack up in the memory, don't they? And uh, there's that weird thing of you get with running or mind-based improvisations or jazz or route finding is where you plan and don't plan all at the same time. Right. You know, because when I was in the Lake District, I planned to go for a run and I planned to do it before breakfast, but I had no idea I'd be on this mountain as the sun came up. Yeah, that's great. Even though it was me who put me, set me in that position, you know. So the it constantly surprises you. Exactly. And that's what you're going to feel like doing this around at the weekend. You'll be like, oh, okay, so this is this. Yeah, I mean, I've run a, done a cross-country race for over 30 years. They're really so massive. So like five when you did your first They're really, yeah, just turned seven. <laughs> They're really manic. And really... And people just bomb off, you know, people just go yeah. crazy. So I'm, I'm going to find it really difficult. <laughs> But good fun, but really tiring. I think. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna trouble the leaders or the mid pack. So what you're saying is, in a cross country run, no one's saying don't go off too fast. They're saying no, just, they just go off fast. They just seem to go off fast. They all seem to leather it. Yeah. And then just keep going. Yeah. It's it's proper. You know, club running devotees. You know. Yeah. Shorts and vest. No gels. No, no, no one, no one timing it. Just, yeah. It's just a proper tear-up, you know. It should be good fun. Yeah. I'll get my you spikes. You should seek out. You should be a kind of spy in the house of love. You should try and get some of them to actively slag off people who use headphones. Yeah. People who run slow. Well, there'll be a lot of that. People who run for charity. There won't be many. There won't be many headphones. I think, to be fair, I think there's a I massive... I don't think there'll be much lycra. There's a massive... Uh, age range. I think the speed thing is it's pretty all-encompassing, all yeah, abilities. Right. Hasn't Springfield Park been incredibly gorgeous? It's been lovely. It just came out of nowhere. It's been fab. It's me and you in Springfield Park. It's just Springfield, Springfield Park selfie with the trees behind us. I don't want to miss that one running. Sorry to break the thing. Okay, on we go. Turning left up over Clapton Common. So what's the distance then? It's 12, 12 kilometres. 12 clicks. So what, about seven miles, is it? Yeah. Oh, this is a 
perfect warm-up. Yeah, three laps around Hampstead, you know, Parliament Hill. Apparently you go up Parliament Hill three times. And will you uh, be sick? Probably. <laughs> Are you running again between now and then? It's Thursday. No, right? I won't. No. And what about, did you do your club stuff on Tuesday? Yeah, I did, yeah. Report, please. I did five mile reps with like short recoveries and and they were all under six minutes back from the last one where I was 6'10 I really fell in my legs I and it was really tough sounds like you're coming back after good fun last time we went I'm out coming back yeah without uh, Lisa you were saying you really feel like you're backing yourself after Yorkshire I feel I feel those numbers seem to bear that out yeah I feel I'm getting back there's no way I could do anything like that on my own yeah I need other people around me to get anywhere near that yeah yeah I just took a waiting to cross the road on Clapton Common selfie. It's quite pleased with it. Generally, getting selfies while attempting to cross the road <laughs> is not wise. Dangerous Don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> so, see if you can guess what film we watched. Um, a classic film club last night. I'll give you a clue. I'll give you several clues. We uh, always seem to gravitate towards the end of the 80s, beginning of the 90s. Okay. Despite wanting to watch Citizen Kane, etc. Right. We uh, wanted something really gentle after my daughter getting quite upset about planes, trains and automobiles. Yes. Um, and uh, we managed to find something set in winter, although not particularly Christmassy. Okay. Because you're looking for something with a bit of snow in it, weren't you? Yeah, there wasn't actually any snow. Right, okay. But it was a winter film. But that mainly took place after Christmas. Kind of between Thanksgiving and uh, Valentine's Day. Okay. I'm actually uh, a little bit at an advantage here, because I believe I saw your Facebook post on this very subject. I think you're going to get this wrong. <laughs> okay. Go on. Moonstruck? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, we watched that on... Uh, on Sunday oh, right. <laughs> and that was really great it's so good I haven't Moonstruck. actually seen Moonstruck I tell you, it's one of those films I really think it's a real classic I think it's a bit like um, the novels of Jane Austen I think because it's feminine despite being seen as being good it's also dismissed Right. Because it's a bit feminine, you know. Okay, what, what do you mean? It's all female cast or something? Well, it's just a woman's experience, really, right. and it's a romance, you know. Okay. But re- what Moonstruck really is, is where would you put classic Italian culture? Where would you put opera in New York in 1987, you know? Right. And it catches it. It's just so... All the characters are great, and it's got that family drama thing where you love everyone, you know? The, the Who, idiot. Who's the, in it? It's uh, Cher... Right. Nicholas Cage. Like it. Danny Aiello. Like um, it. Great cast. Olympia Dukakis. Was that when, when... Was Cher and Cage in a relationship? Or am I just projecting because they're in a film together? I think it's Which possible. is the film that we're talking about right now. I don't now. know. I don't right. know. I don't know about them in real life. Thank you. Well, that's possible, isn't it? I mean, Cage is great. It's one of those He's classic. brilliant, isn't he? Yeah. It's really early for him. He's so full on, but so good. Fresh, yeah, and just what Amazing the hell? Energy. Yeah, where's it? I don't know where he's coming from, but it's working. You know, it's wonderful. Have you seen a film by Nicholas Cage, uh, Weatherman? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. I really like it. It's a bit. It's just. It's just him being a. It's a midlife crisis, middle age. I don't know what you're talking about. 
No, I just like running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's definitely one to look out for, though. He's, yeah. he's excellent, isn't it? So what film was it, then? I'm not, I'm not going to get it. Look out. Oh, yo, One more clue. Come Famous on. romantic comedy. Uh, this is the film where they dumped the slightly wrong grumpy guy from the original rom-com and replaced him with a much more easy to love when Harry met Sally yeah that's the film that they dumped Billy Crystal from and replaced him with America's favourite Tom Hanks alright and made Uh, come on you can do this Nora Ephron directed of course Meg uh, Ryan starring uh, Seattle Sleep Sleep in Seattle it's really good to see it. I really like it. It's got that thing. I've seen it. I've seen Sleepless in Seattle. I've enjoyed it. I think that, you know, it's very schmaltzy and, uh, you know, sort of old-fashioned. But I think, and I think when I saw it, the whole fact that there's no real relationship because they didn't know each other. Right. Is, uh, but I, I think I saw the grown-upness of it a bit more. I think it is a... In, in a way, I mean, I don't know if I'm just making excuses for it, but it's a film about romantic films. Right. You know? At one point, Rosie O'Donnell says to Meg Ryan, you don't want to be in love. You want to be in love in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that sort of sums up the whole purpose of the thing. That's good. And nobody cried. No, so, what, great no, one for no the family kids. members. Yeah. Yeah. A successful yeah. film night. <laughs> Whereas, God, we've been watching a lot of films. I've got no problems with that. But when me and Julia watch Patriot Games, which is, you know, refreshingly naturalistic and talks about the moral concerns when people die and stuff. So when the uh, wife and daughter of Harrison Ford's character are in a car crash, oh my goodness. we were pretty upset. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. not good. Yeah. I don't think I saw, I've seen that film since I had kids. No, you've got to be really careful with the kids <laughs> on the watch. Oh, yeah. In terms of that sort oh, yeah. of family No, we stuff. didn't show that to the kids. The people crying then yeah, with me yeah, and you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Once you have kids, you cry for lots of different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I never used to cry at everything. I did. I cried at everything. No tears. Just a big voice. <laughs> I heard that song the other day. You know, the one from the end of the... Just after the Berlin Marathon. I don't know. I don't want to be your hero. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> actually a great scene in Sleepless in Seattle where uh, Tom Hanks' old friends, a couple, are over. And the woman's talking about the film that Sleepless in Seattle keeps referring to, which is uh, Cary Grant and Deborah Carr in uh, Affair to Remember. Yes. And she's telling the story of it. And then she tells the story of it. She's welling up. She, she's just sitting there under a brick. <laughs> and then Tom Hanks and his mate take the mickey. They tell the story of the dirty dozen. Right. right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then Donald Sutherland is... <laughs> That's really good. I've realised that I haven't had a good weep in ages. It's good to have a weep, isn't it? Yeah. I, mean, I, love, I love weeping at films. I just haven't seen the right ones recently. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether the kids don't notice or I just they're just so used to me crying in films that they never pass comment but you know what have you had this week Chariots of Fire Sleepless in Seattle sure there was another one I mean well they've watched Frozen and Tangled enough times with me yeah no they're going to set me off <laughs> no you need to I will find a way of crying over something, so... Yeah. Might as well. Absolutely. I think when I was younger, 
but I never cried in real life. I really didn't. Had it completely buttoned down. Yeah. And then, and that's where I learned to cry. Um, films and TV, and even music sometimes. Yeah. Because it's like a little outlet. It's like a little tap. Yeah. The, re- the relief of crying about real things. You do feel better for it. It feels like you're more yeah, you emotionally in touch with yourself. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I just spend all my time now crying about Trump. Yeah. Because that's useful. People have been wailing. People have been crying. I remember years ago, my brother saying about people saying, I was watching the TV in tears when the Berlin Wall came down. And he said, no, you weren't. <laughs> and I've never, I've never quite known whether he's right about people overstating their emotional relationship with world events or whether he's emotionally illiterate himself. Yeah, I think the answer is somewhere between the two. I certainly didn't cry when the Berlin Wall came down. But on the other hand... It was a good wall, that wall, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a lovely bit of work. It's destroyed like that. That is tidy concrete. (laughs) 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 I just nearly ran into that nice man with his dog. (laughs) He gave me a smile of... Hi. Hi. What are you doing? Recording yourself running into people. You've got a microphone on and you're saying... Tidy concrete. He seemed quite reasonably confused. Some people... I actually come close to crying often at the end of marathons. Oh, yeah. So Because you can stop running there. <laughs> it's like... Absolutely. It's like sort of achievement mingled with absolute relief. Yeah, we were talking a lot with Lisa about the, the way uh, running, long-distance running, strips the cover off your emotions in that way. Thank you. Cheers. I think what we didn't talk about then is how it can also make you angry. <laughs> yeah. That's the trouble with I'm tired or ill. I get so angry and grumpy. And uh, I remember your, what happened with you when you, that kid gave you that sweet. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you didn't cry. No, I find the more tired you are, the more angry you tend to get, don't you? Yeah, so yeah. The more tired and hungry and kind yeah. of... But That's I didn't right. feel... And when you're really tired and hungry, you start to forget... Um, uh, you start to get you're not hallucinate but you start to guess what people are thinking yes you, you know before they say anything to exactly, you exactly I'm doing my best yeah that's <laughs> right I didn't say anything leave me alone you're going to loop Kinnison Gardens yeah well it feels like you have to yeah for your for your uh, cross country I think you need the work I'm going to I'm not going to do it I'm going to spend my time here trying to work out look at the pace just 12 more times around don't cry about it. Kinniston <laughs> <laughs> Gardens so is complete. Been, uh, I think the, the, the fitter and stronger you feel, the less angry you get during marathons. Yeah. I wouldn't know, because <laughs> I've been unfit for angry. as long as I can remember. You were angry uh, in Yorkshire. No. no. Were you angry in London, or were you just wanting to... Cheers, love. Did you hear her then? What did she say? I heard that in ages. What did she say? She went, get your knees up. Just a kind of classic. <laughs> it's classic. You used to get that all she the time older. in the 80s when you first started. You went, get your knees up. Oh, she's keeping the knees dream up. alive. Yeah. <laughs> Old school. <laughs> Old school That's insult. Great. It's cost before you meet these next people and get heckled by them. Keep your knees up. Get off and milk it. He got 3-3, three, three, I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> So, what, before she said that, what were we talking about? 
we're talking about being angry. Oh yeah. Whether you've been angry in London or no, were you just I don't too was. hungry to get angry. Yeah, I felt really I weak in London and quite jolly. Yeah. I, mean, I think that it was a great balancing act this London 2016 for me because physically I was really on my uppers. But I was feeling really good psychologically about running. I think that this, you know, this is very therapeutic for us. It helps, yeah. And I've done London enough times to really know the score. And that really helps knowing what it feels like, knowing how far it is. It does help a lot, Knowing yeah. how far you are at any given knowing point. Knowing the course, yeah. So I think I really wasn't angry because I think it was particularly um, busy. You know, I nearly got pushed and chipped over a couple of times. Right. And I can remember that. And I can remember not thinking, whoa, <laughs> rather than, get off me. Yeah. So, no, I wasn't angry. But I was, uh, it was like a crazy dream. I mean, going back to what we were saying earlier, you know, I lost all relationship with time. Yes. And I didn't see my family. And I was still doing pretty well for time. And I stopped and phoned my wife up. Yeah. And it's like a dream. You know, when you think... You're yes. dreaming that you've got a gig and it's in six hours, but you're 400 miles away. And then you, in the dream, you never anxiety get Anxiety dreams, yes. Yeah. It's like being in your own anxiety dream. It was, a lot like that. Yeah. Which is nice. Actually, night before last, I didn't sleep very well. And Michael, Michael McIntyre was in my dream. All right. <laughs> His uh, assistant lived near me. Right. And I needed to give her a uh, lift home. Okay. And I said, oh, I'll do that. But I realised I'd have to come back. I was going to have to go in. And the family going to go, hey, daddy's home. Now I've got to get back to uh, my car. <laughs> so I had to really take time away from my family to so spend time with somebody who works closely with Michael McIntyre. <laughs> what do you think I was doing? That's weird, isn't it? That's a weird one. Just can't crack the code. What was he like on Norton? I haven't seen it yet. It was really good. I thought was that it was a little bit... Um, oh, it's lovely. He's great. Um, I thought that he was enjoying the late night of the thing. It's funny because he's on there plugging his... Uh, Doing a bit saucy. His big show. But he was... You know, he's... Here's someone who's gone from comedy clubs to tea time TV. Yeah. And the nice thing about comedy clubs, for any comedian... It's, it's a grown-up environment. You can you know? say what you want. Exactly. So I think there was an element of that. Great stuff about his kids making, making a, a film. 15 film. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, I really like that. It's just a really nice story, isn't it? Yeah, and it, but it really... And it's, it's that classic good observational stand-up thing of obviously feeling very true and specific, but also tapping into... Everyone's a lot of people could relate to it, yeah. age. Just a great... That's what he's so good at. Thank you. All right, mate. <laughs> what did he say? He said, I'll race the pair of you. I'll race <laughs> the pair of you. He got the memo about Irish accents. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's run with you before. But that thing with Michael and the... Uh, his around. kids making a film was like... He's just very good at just things happen in his life. And he just plays it back as comedy. Yeah. He's just very, very good. It's like that. the Ian McEwan of stand-up comedy. Because most of us, that had just happened to us. And we, I don't know about you, but I, I just think that's funny or whatever. But I, I, just that leap, he's so good at just saying, I'm going to talk about this. Yeah. And it's, it just does it really well. Yeah. He sees in comedy. Yeah, he does. He thinks in stand-up <laughs> chunks. 
doesn't carry a microphone round with him. I really like Graham Norton's show as well. I don't sure, I'm not sure it always. I'm not sure it was always as good. Because I think that originally this whole kind of put everyone on the sofa at once just felt like a changing chat shows for changing its sake. But now, after a couple of series, I really feel it gets more out of everyone. Yes. And you see... As people get more relaxed exactly. with it. Exactly. And when you see them all get on, it's great. But even when they don't, it's quite interesting. It's quite an insight. Yeah. And he's a great... He's a great host of it, You yeah. can see him, you know. There's a lovely moment the other day when Chris Martin, who, you know, is a bit self-deprecating, a bit apologetic, and he said something serious and everyone laughed. And he said, you know what I mean? And Graham Norton said, oh, no, I do know what you mean. Yeah. He's really encouraging to, to speak properly. He's very know? generous, yeah. Yeah. I was irritated with Chris Martin for being self-deprecating. It's like, was you're, he? you're a pop star. Don't do that anymore. What was he being self-deprecating? Oh, like? just, His songs. It's, it's just, a, oh. just an offhand thing. I mean, I think it's... Uh, being a famous person in the modern age, I suppose you've got to be ready to slag yourself off before someone else does. Yeah. But equally, if you've got, doesn't matter what era it is. He's doing pretty if well. If you've got Elvis's job, you've got to kind of step up. Yeah. He's. <laughs> he's, uh, he's always been like that, though, hasn't he? I suppose. It was uh, Chris Martin, uh, Rosamund Pike, and Michael. Right. Rosamund Pike's good. She likes a bit of techno, so we. We feel a kinship with her. I'm not sure she's ever experienced a cappella techno. Right, okay. So, something for her to look out for. So that sounds like a nice combination of people. Yeah. Anyway, it's a couple of weeks ago now, listeners, so no use to you. It won't even be on the iPlayer anymore. Well, it not. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that, that's my... Oh, Les Enfants. Ah, Les Enfants. That was lovely. Watch out for nice this. Run. Oh, love this. Annie Lennox. Just like you're running unbroken. I reckon that was a new window being delivered. And uh, and now they won't be able to do that anymore. A symbol of the glass ceiling. <laughs> Beautiful. That wasn't smashed. Um, uh, we were talking yesterday about getting a real glass ceiling for part of our house. Right. <laughs> and I said to my wife, of course you won't be able to get that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, instead of raining, the sun came out. Yeah, of course, we were convinced it was going to rain. Yeah, absolutely. How long did that take? We ran. I'm getting Runkeeper up. No, it won't let me, of course. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what happened, Paul. Um, there it is. Seven minutes. and three quarters. Okay. One hour and ten minutes, right. nine minute miles. That's all right, that's good. That's not bad at all, I'll is take it? That, yeah. And I love um, that. How are we looking? Let's get a little idea. Oh, pretty good. Yeah? Do you, are you sure? Oh, that's the road. That's that, we've gone invisible. Um, <laughs> get close. Get close. Good. Those guys. Okay, so keep Those in touch. Guys. Check it out. Um, Give us your marathon tips. Yeah, don't, don't get in touch week. about the political stuff. We get enough of that on Facebook. Don't be, don't be shy. Don't, don't bother. Yeah, um, sorry yeah, about that. Let's talk marathons and running and, and 18-year-old children and films yeah. with Meg Ryan. But for God's sake, let's not talk Trump. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Get with Paul Tolkienson and Rob Deering. Get, 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 get